It's been pretty lonely here at Kawhi Fi Radio the past month. What are you trying to say, Kyle? Am, am I not enough for you? Well, you lack a certain... Genetic what? How, how do you say it? I have returned. Oh, thank Hestia. It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi Radio. Konnichiwa, and welcome to another episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast where we look into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co host, Co Kenny. And the return of Coco! Hi everyone, welcome back to the show that has me in it. Coco. I know you all missed me. Sorry, I won't keep this. I know everyone missed me, and yes. uh, that's only the, you're only human, so I'm happy to grace my presence. Coco, upon this where did you get this again. where did you get this magnificent robot body? And why does it look like it has a Skype call as a head? Um I'm not sure. I don't think you meant to know that, Kenny. Well, look, it's really good to have you back, even though it is only by Skype this week. But uh, well, next... robot Skype. Robot hey, Skype. W- what happens if I change uh, this this button here? de la patrie. Le jour de gloire est arrivé. You've changed it into French. I have the alternative language button. Oh dear. Okay, I'll oh. change it back. Okay, so look. Um, Hi, everyone. <laughs> well, welcome back, Coco. <laughs> she has been in isolation because she had a flight um, back from Sydney from work. and uh, Yes. It's, they it... were very good about it. Um, we, uh, I, was only, I was meant to be there for a lot longer, but things started escalating mm. and my bosses are... Yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. They're like, we need to get you out as soon as we can. Responsible source. So, um, get you out of dodge. Yeah, hard border closure hadn't come into effect at that point. But you know what? I don't yeah. trust airplanes or airports. I think they're cesspools. So <laughs> I wanted to avoid any potentiality of infecting someone or passing something on. So, yeah. Well, that's fan- my story. Uh, uh, the fantastic news is because Coco has been in lockdown, she's been able to watch a decent amount of anime. Must be nice. Yes, I have. I haven't had a lot to do. No, n- neither have many of us, unfortunately. Um, but we, we do have some actual pretty good news um, that's been uh, coming out with everyone being in lockdown, um, which is a strange thing to say. But now all mm. of Studio Ghibli's films are on Netflix. A bunch of other oh, random animes as well. Ooh, I caught Railgun on there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So um, we did know that um, this was happening. This was the third set of Studio Ghibli films to land on the service after they announced that agreement earlier in the year. Um, a set of, I think, eight films each uh, month were added. So this this does now mean you've got films like Pocarosso, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle. Wonderful. All available. So for we can catch whenever. up on anything that we've missed out on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But... Um, oh, Staying with um, Ghibli, there's actually been a documentary released by NHK, a Japanese ah. TV station. Um, this is a documentary called Ten Years with Hayao Miyazaki. And oh, it that's follows, a long documentary. It follow, it's in four parts and it's available to view for free online, anywhere in the world, wow. with subtitles in about 18 languages. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Goodness. So we'll be All right, we in... need to put up links for everyone yes, for that, this. That, that link will be appearing on our social media, and it will also be in the uh, information section of this podcast episode, whether you're on YouTube or using one of the audio apps. No, no, wait. I think I actually have seen clips for this. There's a clip going around on YouTube of Miyazaki in his office making some ramen and just sort of just ch- chilling. chatting. Just chatting, having a chat. Is, 
Is this where his cat is as well? Where he's like, you, you have no you schedule. Have no responsibility. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I believe that is uh, another one which is also available uh, online, but it will depend on region, um, which is to do with. Um, it was to do with like the the actual Studio Ghibli team as opposed to just Hayao Miyazaki. Now all I want is an anime in kind of the style of laid-back camp mm. of just oh. Hayao Miyazaki doing stuff. Doing <laughs> just I'll be there doing stuff. He just hangs You know how there was that I I'm not sure if it was a Tumblr or something but there was this whole thing uh, once upon a time of uh, Kim Jong-il walking around and looking at stuff. <laughs> what? I wonder if there could be a similar sort of um, thing that you could try for, for Miyazaki. Like Miyazaki well, you, walks you, around actually, and you could speaks to cats. Well, Miyazaki, <laughs> um, a lot of the environments that appear in his films are actually based on locations where he grew up. So oh, we, yes. could, we could have him like a documentary where he goes and visits all these locations which he's based the film, such as Totoro's Forest or, hey. you know, the town he grew up in and other things like that. And he could talk about how they built his inspiration. I mean, that might actually be in this documentary. I, we haven't got had a chance to watch it yet. I only found it last night. Hmm. But um, look, hi highly recommend having a look for it. You can find a link to it in the description for this video slash audio if you're listening on the podcasting check apps. Out. Um, if you are new to us, please do um, come and check out our YouTube channel as well because um, there's additional graphics if you are obviously listening through the podcasting apps. You won't be seeing these additional graphics which pop up on the screen or our fancy new opening animation. Yes, you put a yes. lot of work into that. Uh, I did. So yes, come, come click our link, boost our view option, squish that subscribe button. Yeah, squish it. Behold... Uh, Behold the fruits of Kyle's labors. Yes, I was very pregnant, very heavily pregnant, and then that, I... that's fruit of the what? <laughs> oh God! Well, I went into labor, you see. So. Okay. Um, Let's anyway, move on. Moving right along. So we mentioned it last episode, but we did run out of time because there was still a lot to talk about in our um, COVID nineteen um, isolation watch list recommendation, which we had. Um, if you haven't checked that out, please do go back and have a look. It is uh, basically an episode where we look at some of the best anime you can watch. To to make you feel happy and positive in this time, trying time. Had yes. some mates uh, DM me and basically say that I had suggested some things they hadn't even like really known about. Oh, it's weird to meet someone who hasn't heard of Cowboy Bebop. But what? Yes, <laughs> I try to evangelize that wherever I go. I oh, lent yeah. the DVDs <laughs> to a mate for like six months at one point. Mm -hmm. Now this season, it's it's time for a season in review, which we are going to do properly today, and then next weekend we are going to have the season ahead. So it's not going to be a two week break. We'll be back in a week's time with another episode because mm -hmm. let's be honest we don't have a lot to do at the moment yeah. and uh yes. well two of us live together so we're still okay with the isolation rules for mm -hmm. having one more person over and we've all been self-isolating being responsible adults not going to the shops staying inside playing video games if i was doing this six yep. months ago people would ask me what's wrong with you yes so <laughs> now that we're doing it now it's um oh well that's that's very good of you very, very responsible. responsible i'm such a responsible we adult now we are being responsible, aren't we? we? We certainly are. I have to say I'm being the most responsible, but that's just my opinion. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm very responsible, and I'm being the most responsible of all because I'm not even in the same room as you. Oh, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, so, <laughs> look, um, this season we have had some amazing animes, and we've each picked out three to talk about. There's that plus a wonderful short-form series that you have to see. I don't care that 
speaking from a legal standpoint, you cannot find it in any country other than Japan. This needs to be seen. And mm-hmm. yep, everyone's given me the shifty eyes, but it needs to be seen. It's a short form I'm series. I'm not going to ask how we're seeing it, but we're going to talk about we're it. We're going to talk about it. So, and I as feel we like st- I know who gave it to you. Cheers, Davo. Yep, yep. He knows exactly what he's doing. But before we do get into this episode's main topics, it's time for the anime news. Making headlines. Really? Awesome. Anime news. Yes, it's time to have a look at what's been going on in the world of anime and manga the past fortnight. And of course, both Coco and Kenny are trying to make me laugh however they can, like they do every episode we get into the news segment. It's what we do, man. This is our way to test your skills. It is. So first up, it's a new anime streaming service. Uh, mm, oh. Yeah. How many streaming services are there now? Well, it depends on the country you're in, but yeah. um, we do have um, a new one which has just been announced called Retro Crush. Mm. Now, um, this is a streaming service that focuses on retro anime, and in particular, a library of content which hasn't had proper streaming releases outside of Japan. Oh. This, this is kind of their big form factor. Like Now, this company is owned by uh, Digital Media Rights, and they currently operate Asian Crush, which is a streaming service for Eastern TV series and films and a little bit of anime and Midnight Pulp which streams strange and cult films and horror films and so on and also anime. I need this. Yeah, so um, I believe it's predominantly a North American release but there is meant to be a full international release. Do we have any idea like what kind of retro animes they'll be doing? Yeah, we've got a a pretty extensive list. So um, at the moment launch titles are Wicked City, Mm -hmm. there's Demon City, um, Space Adventure Cobra, Fuse, Memoirs of the Hunter Girl, Angel Cop. Um, Virtua Fighter had an anime. Yeah. I, oh. yeah. So that that's there as well. Uh, Project Aiko. Uh, Twilight of the Cockroaches. No idea what that is. Um, so I might know that, what that one is. That, that fills me with a little bit of uh, trepidation because yeah. um, that sounds very similar to a title we recently watched and cried about. Yeah. Oh, fire. What is it? Uh, Grave of the, Grave Fireflies. Of the Fireflies. Somehow it just reminds me of it, and I'm just like. <gasps> it's not. It's not reminding me of that. It's reminding me of something much worse—a horror film involving roaches. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about roaches, though? Like, have oh, you guys ever been beset upon by one of those kamikaze ones that, yeah. like, it's only late at night? And they just go nuts and they yes. just go for you. Maybe that's what it's about. Someone has finally <laughs> written about it and gone into it properly because what is that? Okay. Is that like a making dance? Okay, <laughs> that- Mo- moving right along. <laughs> I um, to know. They also are meant to be getting the original Bubblegum Crisis. So this is, um, you, you might have heard of Bubblegum Crisis 2040. We have mentioned it on this show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Bubblegum 2033, oh. which was the original uh, cyberpunk bubblegum crisis anime um originally released as six ovas and then a full series it's it's very very 80s and it would be right on par with this but look at the moment this has got a limited release it mostly seems to have been uh, a test release in north america but the app which you can get for it is available for android ios amazon roku boxes some smart tvs um and a few other things as well as watching it in your browser as well so if you are in one of the areas please check it out this is free must must stress that all of these services are free the only 
obviously trade-off is you have to watch ads. Um, let's be honest, if I have to watch ads and I get it for free, I'm pretty happy. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. You can obviously pay for a premium <laughs> membership. Moving on, um, Izuken, and uh, I, I think this is something we do need to talk about. This is... Uh this has happened. Uh, this happened last year with uh, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War getting a live-action movie, basically a few months after the anime. Yeah, and it it's was happened amazing. again. Izuken is getting a live-action movie, and my gods, the actresses for it are perfect. Yes. Now this is um, based on the series which just ended in um, oh, in Japan. It's an anime series called Keep Your Hands Off Izuken. It's yes. all about um, a, a film club essentially making anime. It- it's amazing. It show it. It's got these three very different people who got these girls just fill the the different roles necessary for creating a, a, a an animated film, and mm. it's amazing to see the process. It really. Oh is. my gosh! And they have these. Yeah, I could go on. Um, this is one of those shows which I, really I educates love you. This. Yeah, it, mm. and it's it's definitely worth checking out. I believe it's on uh, Crunchyroll pretty much everywhere in the world at the moment, uh, the normal series. This one's something special, people. We're going to talk about it in more depth later, yeah. but hit this up. Yeah, the, the live action, it looks amazing. Uh, the Twitter account for the series streamed a commercial for it, and um, it basically features recreations of the girls' imaginary mecha and the propeller skirt that they show in the first two episodes. <laughs> and it's just amazing to see it as a real-life thing. Um, it's actually got three girls who are part of an idol group called Nogizaka46 and are playing the main cast. Oh. So, so wait, they're uh, already sort of, they've already got kind of an established relationship outside yeah. of the mo- oh. Yeah, so they, they already work together. They kind of know each other quite well. This group's been quite established for a while by the sounds of it, um, at least three to four years. Wow. That's... Um, so I, I'd assume they're pretty used to working with each other. But um, that, that does uh, bring us on to the next one we need to talk about. And this is something that yes. Coco is very excited about about oh yes <laughs> enlighten I, us <laughs> euro cab season two is arriving in january 2021 now there are two <laughs> teaser posters for this and as you'd expect looks like more comfy camping adventures oh my god it's just amazing i will go into like well, obviously we've had um hey a camp to tide us over in the meantime but honestly like <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, this nothing is compares to full Eurocamp. I actually they're, found they're... Um, a series of clips recently, which I forwarded to you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a three-part series featuring the guy who does the voice acting yeah. for the narrator for the show, uh, essentially oh, going nice. camping and enjoying a nice coffee and cooking a steak on a wood fire. C- can I just say the coffee one was utterly amazing? Where he tasty, was... tasty, expensive, expensive taste. Like, you know what? Yes. Amazing, his lovely voice, and he was. One of the most wonderful things about that is the guy who voice acts, the narrator, the guy in that video, is also the voice actor for Solid Snake of the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Wait, so. That's right, Rin is related to Solid Snake. It seems like there are a lot of. Oh, like sort of um, middle-aged Japanese dudes that sound like samurai, or is it just like. Well, is that just me? M- middle-aged Japanese like... guys tended to be samurai before they were no longer samurai. <laughs> I, mean, so. I guess, yeah. Mm. I guess. No, he sa- he sounds like he's so he's just so enthusiastic and he's just so happy and he's mm. out in the outdoors and he's just sort of like <laughs> expensive taste. <laughs> 
just there's something samurai-ish about it. I'm not sure. Maybe it's samurai gourmet. Oh, yeah, it might be samurai gourmet. Um, also, the short-form side story room camp has just finished airing. We will talk about that more as part of this program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting an extra episode Set. as part of its Blu-ray release, and this is titled Sauna, Food, and a Three-Wheeler. And that's oh. out on May 27th in Japan. Um, that's mm-hmm. a full-length Doesn't episode. Doesn't that sound comfy? It does. Doesn't uh, that, that sound... That, that will be a full-length, full-fledged episode, not a short-form episode. Oh. eBay, eBay now. eBay now. <laughs> there's going to be onsen eggs in that episode. There, there's totally going to be onsen it. eggs. And just very yeah. quickly, My Hero Season 5 has been announced officially. It's you. part of the Season 4 finale episode, showed the preview for it. Uh, no release date yet, but the story will indeed continue. Um, Perfect. Now, that does bring us to the other news from this week. Well, Lupin the Third's first CG outing will be coming to cinemas in North America, with G-Kids announcing the series will arrive with both a sub and dub later in the year. Based on the previous projects, this will likely mean a full international release is on the cards, likely in other English-speaking countries, along with France and Italy, due to their strong connection with the franchise. Lupin the Third, the first, focuses on Lupin teaming up with a woman named Letitia to steal the Brezen Diary, a treasure even the first Arsene Lupin could not steal. Viz Media Europe Group is beginning changing their brands over to Crunchyroll in the coming weeks as part of the first public changes since the companies agreed to a deal in December last year. The agreement saw the Tasty Streaming Service become the majority shareholder of Viz's European arm and will take several of their services into rebranding as part of the change. AV Visionen, Anime Versand, Kaze, Anime On Demand and the Anime Digital Network, ADN, one of our favourites for people in France, will all go through a branding in the coming months, though it's unclear whether it will be just a subtle colour change or taking on the full Crunchyroll name. Also, newly established studio Engi is setting up a second studio in the city of Kurashiki, Okayama, due to the increased demand they've been seeing for animation. Kurashiki is a city filled with history and culture, with ancient canals, buildings and historical museums. Engi, which is owned by uh, magazine publisher Katakawa, was set up in 2018 and has been involved as a secondary studio for many anime projects. They also recently produced Kimono Michi Rise Up last year and are releasing Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out this July. Several anime series have also been announcing new seasons are in the works this past week. Cute VR MMO Shield uh, anime, Bofuri, announced a second season is on its way as part of its final episode. And Reincarnated as a Slime's second season was also announced to be running as a two-parter, two cores, in October and then April 2021. Its comedy spin-off manga, The Slime Diaries, is also being adapted in between the two cores, airing from January 2020. So that's nine months straight of Reincarnated as a slime we are going to be getting. Manga series Maikano in the Maiko Lodge also has an anime adaptation in the works. This is the manga that won the best shonen manga category at the 65th Shokaku Manga Awards this year and has 13 combined volumes of the work so far from its weekly Shonen Jump run. The story is set in Kyoto's Hanamachi Geisha Quarter and focuses on Kyo, a young cook who works in the lodge. Heading to the bookshelves and one of our favourite franchises is finally coming to an end. Konosuba, God's Blessing on this Wonderful World's novel series has announced its 17th volume in May will be its final. The light novel series has been running since 2013 and has spawned a media empire with five of the light novels being adapted into two series and a film along with several manga adaptations, spin-offs and events. And that's your anime news for the week ending April 5th, 2020. 
Spotify. Why do we watch that? Definitely in my top five. Season in review. Ah, uh, yes, it is season in review time, and this is part one of our yes. trifecta of stories. Oh, get ready. Yeah, well, tri- I say trifecta, it's three segments. Get ready for it. Get your, get your jammies oh, on. Trifecta of each of us have the trifecta. Each of us has a trifecta, trifecta of shows. And I believe, yeah. Coco, I believe you get to kick us off with uh, a bit of a doggy dog history story. Yes. Oh, yes, I do. I am kicking us off with Oda Shinamonobinaga. Oh, what a show. (laughs) Yes, it is absolutely amazing. So we open in 1582 with Oda Nobunaga's Last Night Alive. His palace is burning down. He's having a last chat with his Buddha because uh, this is a PG show, so I'm not going to tell you how he meets his end, but he meets it on, on his own terms, and that's the way, the kind of guy he was. So he's talking to his Buddha and says, though it was for the sake of abandoning old values and bringing an end to chaos, mine was a life of villainous acts. Mm. Perhaps I'll be a lowly dog in my next life. That too will be entertaining. Cut to present day and funnily enough, he's He's a dog. (laughs) The Buddha listened. He has been reincarnated as a Shiba Inu called Cinnamon. Oh, this show is just ridiculous on so many levels I have, but wonderful on so many levels I have mixed emotions yeah. about it I mean on the one hand it's adorable you have the you know gruff and gritty kind of internal monologue of one of the most like savvy generals in Japanese history yeah. coming out of like an adorable Ew. fluffy dog mm. is that a somewhat sacrilegious to his memory I don't I, know I feel like that is part of the running joke mm. like it's not only him that has been re- reincarnated no. as a dog. All of like all of the contemporaries that he had to deal with during the Warring States era have also been reincarnated as dogs, and they all meet at the same dog park. For example, Date Masamune is a French bulldog called Boo. <laughs> oh, uh, Kenshin, uh, Uesugi Kenshin is a Borzoi. Uh, mm. Kuroda Kanbei is a toy poodle. Uh, and then we've got. Um, There's um, also you'll you'll have to uh, watch it to find out who uh, what what uh, creature is the reincarnation of the person that he believes killed him. Yeah, yeah, the the, well, the, the guy who turn, who um betrayed. who historically uh, betrayed him. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna leave that. So the, the funny thing, it's it's just fun because obviously they've got this like. This really intri- like it's such a rich history that mm. that's that the that the warring states bring, and that's the backdrop for all of these dudes who are just who just get together and just chat and the band they, they remember each other even if they didn't physically meet you know yeah and it's like I'm just, aware of your existence you you were a very powerful yeah. man yes I was a very powerful man yeah and when we meet him he's it's kind of like well he's narrating the story but he's kind of come to the realization recently that he who he is and he's just like I'm done with this. I'm so done. Like, he literally yells, I'm so done. But then he really loves his belly rubs as well. Down with this and, sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's so funny. There's, and there's one particular... Um, 
there's one particular episode where when he gets really annoyed at one of the other dogs and he's like i'll wreck you cuckoo (laughs) it's it's great it's just it's it's bonkers this this was done by um studio signpost they're a sub of perot who do a lot of really good shows and this is one of those series which is very easy to binge because it's it's just so comfy the stakes are not high yeah this is um Exactly. This is something that might teach you a little bit about Oda Nobunaga, maybe, <laughs> but maybe. it's mostly just there to just kind of have on in the background and to chill out to, which is kind of what you want in this day and age at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Plus, they've got the live action dogs at the end um, yeah. having little conversations, which is really cute. Which mm. is so strange because they look exactly like the animated ones. I wonder <laughs> if they got the dogs and went, we didn't do a live action. Oh, we haven't got the budget, but we've got the dogs. We'll use them as the models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh, that's so cute. I also so love cute. the fact that, you know, the title for it is in this one-of-a-kind samurai general reincarnated as a canine comedy. It's like, okay, how many hyphens do you mm. want in there? <laughs> yeah, I have to say, I feel like it's a little bit of a waste that it airs on Saturday at one twenty-three in the morning. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, for, for us, it means we can all catch it on Crunchyroll um, now. I believe it's Crunchyroll worldwide, but um, do have a look yeah. for your local stuff. Um Find out where you can watch it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, which does bring us on to one all three of us really thought was adorable and thought oh, might be a mess of a misekai, but ended up being amazing. Yes, we are, of course, referring to Buffury. I don't want to get hurt, so I maxed out my defense. And oh. that truer words cannot be unheard. This is pretty much the core of the show. Basically, you have the character Cade Honjo. She's invited by her very, very uh, pro-gamer, very competitive friend, Risa Shiranime, to play a virtual reality MMO. Mm. Now, they don't get stuck in this VR MMO, which no. is a nice change. This is no sort out online. But uh, she makes a character named Maple. <laughs> she is not the gaming type. She's like very new to it. It's not that she despises games, it's just that she hasn't really played them. And so when she enters this game, she enters it under the uh, proviso that she doesn't want to get hurt. She doesn't want to experience pain. So she pours all of her stats into defense and vitality. <laughs> this, of course, um, kind of alters the game a little. She can't move fast, but she doesn't get hurt. And as yeah. a result, through really, really strange quirks of fate almost... She keeps getting new abilities, which are kind of game-breaking, to the point where she is just a juggernaut of just an unkillable nature, but she's just this adorable, sunshiny person who keeps solving all these Uh. problems in her own ways that are just unprecedented. You know what I love about it? There's the the purity of someone making decisions and Mm. having never played a game. Like, there's no perspective from having played a game, it's literally the first time mm-hmm. like she's she's done anything like this. So none of her decisions are from a gamer's perspective. It's just so <laughs> lovely. Which results in very unusual things. Um, as Kenny dubbed it when we were watching it, she moves at the pace of continental drift. Yes, it's uh, she <laughs> like, like she uh, could pour a stat point into um, agility, I think agility or yeah. maneuverability to just keep up with everyone but no people like carry her on their backs yeah. or she she she's so she's very dedicated isn't she mm-hmm. yeah this is literally the definition of creating a character that is purely a stat dump like yeah i am only going to you know a glass cannon sort of idea in uh video game terms yes uh there are video games which sort of have strange builds like this um i remember a good one called secret world which had one called the glance tank 
anytime someone would hit you, they would hurt, be hurt. Yeah. And it's sort of like there are ways of tweaking certain games to like create scenarios like this. And I feel like this is an anime which was inspired kind of by the concept of, okay, there are ways to break the game. What if someone did it completely unwittingly? And I think one of the best things about it is because she's unwittingly doing it, she's not the overpowered character who knows it. She just, she, she's still very cautious. Although the rest yeah. of the gaming public, the rest of the players around her perceive what she is doing, perceive her just rise to fame and glory and are terrified of her yeah and um you even get to see some of the game designers chatting in their mini characters saying uh how do we stop her maple's broke I the know. game again we have to nerf maple again how did she find <laughs> that secret boss <laughs> it is so cute and she is just kicking so much but and she it's really just, is. Mm, go Maple. And as mentioned, there is a second season coming. Yes, there is a season two Ooh. on its way. We don't have a release date yet, but the very last episode, um, currently the uh, the logo for the series has uh, all the text in uh, Yakanji and your Hiragana, and then it's got a shield, and that shield splits into two as the last sort of sneak of the episode, yeah. um, which is just great. Um, so I can't wait to watch more of this. This is an, uh, a suit... Uh, would you... Uh, I feel like, because we... We keep seeing people refer to like the VR MMO games as an isekai, but they're not really an isekai. They're a, they're a gaming one. Well, just I mean, like Dot Hack is an isekai. That's a real question, is it? That last one we were talking about, Udo Nobunaga. Would you call that an isekai? Well, no, I'd call that. That's that. That's more that's mis time travel, I think. Ta well, time travel is reincarnated, um, but he's not in a different. Wo well, he is in a different world as far as his exactly. perspective goes. Yeah, there are. I feel like the word doesn't isn't really like concrete. I feel like you can throw it around to different mm. places. Well, look, this is a uh, one of the many MMO video game based ones that we've seen, and this one does stand out. Like, yeah. this, this is one worth checking out. There were a few this season which mm. we were like, oh, there. These are just going to be a bunch of sword art online clones but no we were pleasantly surprised pleasantly surprised this season mm -hmm. it uh, was nice now, love it as you both probably know and uh the audience if you've listened to um our preview for this season if my favorite pop idol did make it to the budokan i would die would you i really uh, would i really would feel that way I love yep. this. This is a great show, and that is actually the name. If my favourite pop idol made it to the Budokan, I would die. This is another one of those long title animes. It is. I just call it Budokan. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a series that centres on a woman called Erapio. Um, she's an extreme idol fan. Her name is not actually Erapio. It's just Eri. But mm. they obviously have a persona for your idol fan and fandom mm. and all that. So she's widely enthusiastic about a girl called Mina, M-A-I-N-A. And this is a shy and low-ranking member of a small underground idol group called Cham Jam, and they perform in the Okayama Prefecture. She gets so wrapped up in her love for Mina during a particular performance that she actually has a major nosebleed and <laughs> has to have people stretch yeah. her out of the arena. She gets very into it. Yeah, so. and her goal is to completely devote everything to minor until the day she can perform at the Budokan, which is a major performance venue in Tokyo. Now, um, Budokan is, the, there's not just one Budokan, there are several Budokans, but everyone knows about the main Budokan. It, it's a very... This is sort of like the central idol yeah. hub. This is like the rise to fame where yeah, you want it's, to Yeah, it's reach. way like, you know, um, Lisa, for instance, the musician performs, mm. who's done a lot, like she did the Garenge theme for um, Demon Slayer, she did the Crossing Fields theme and several other themes for Sword Art Online. Like, she's an She's one of my favourite Japanese idols. Rockstar. Rockstar. She's she's not really a pop idol. She's more of like a pop rock star. Mm -hmm. Like she's, yeah, she's very cool. Um, but um, this is a series which kind of 
does for the idol industry what Genshiken did for the otaku industry. Ooh, that's it, a good it, analogy, it takes, actually. It takes a story in, um, you know, to, to show how everything operates and humanizes them and shows you why they feel this way and introduces them mm. to different aspects of that world. And you know, you know what I think was really interesting, what I found, um, it's that it's how it actually works. Mm. Um, like, for example, like, say with, like, um, um, in Miner's case, like, each member of a, a pop idol, gr idol group will have, obviously, the different colours, the different – that mm. they'll be set apart distinctively. And um, they all have merchandise. So, like, they'll do a CD single. They'll have, like um, – glow sticks yeah. and P pictures like of if, like the actual idol that you've got to collect yeah. a set of it's sort of how they are yeah. paid but also kind of determines their ranking system right yes it does it, um for from what i've seen um say some say uh one particular idol is getting like all of their merchandise bought out mm. the person the guy the person who's managing, managing the, group, the group, yeah. group might just be like all right well they're very popular let's push them a bit more further and so that's why the minor is is back in the is in the back row yeah, but, so she's in the back so row how, and on the yeah. sides and mm. Eripio is is trying to support her. That's why she buys literally everything <laughs> she can afford that's miners, so that she's got a bit of that sort yeah, of. Yeah, you see notice. her. Um, you see her buy out like stacks and stacks of CDs to sort of like try to yeah. artificially, well, not artificially, but to boost her popularity. And you just got to think. Where is she Where is storing, she storing them? them? Like, is she like putting them in a garage? Is well, there, like... I, we uh, we do know she lives at home with her parents, oh, and her oh. parents are just like a bit <laughs> like. There, there's a great the Christmas episode is glorious. I know you guys are a little bit behind me. I only finished this last night. Um, oh, okay. And um, it's like the third or fourth last episode, and she's um like doesn't want to be at home for Christmas because her family's all just like I know you know like the mother's like I know a really nice boy. He's very romantic. It's why he's had seven wives. And you, you know. <laughs> Like you know, oh you should marry him. Oh and you know, the sister. Are you going to get a real job anytime soon? I work. I work at a you know a bread thing, and it's like a real job, not a part time job. Like you know, and then oh, when are you going to move out? And are you going to have kids? And she's like, I hate Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God. But so, look, no, I love this, it. This is a great show. It's also animated by Eight Bit, who you know, I, I I'm just loving everything they've been putting out lately. They hmm. did um, reincarnated as a slime as well, and a few other ones. I feel like there was something else this season. I forget what. And though. I've got to also mention that the voice actor for Repio is um, a, a, a woman called Ai Faroots. She's Egyptian Japanese Whoa. and also voiced Hibiki Sakura in How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift and Valkyrie in Cautious Hero. Oh, that's cool. I would yes. not have picked that. <laughs> not at all. Um, look, th this is a, a show, once again, 12 episodes, 23 minutes of pop. Um, was airing at an absurd time of 1.28 a.m. on a Friday night. Um, go figure. So Saturday morning. Um, I believe it was pretty much across all the Funimations brands. So Anime Lab, Funimation, Wackenim, A&D, and so on. Um, but yeah, look, check it out. It's it's great. Absolutely. If you've ever wanted to learn about idol culture, understand like you know the way they do it in Japan compared to how we treat people in the Western culture. Yeah, like celebrity culture is, is really different over there. Yeah, um, like for for instance, like um, Eropio walks onto the train and accidentally gets on the same car as Miner, the girl she's supporting. She then yeah. offers to move to another car so Miner doesn't feel awkward because she's not in character now. She's finished work. She's going home. Yeah, it's that that's 
that's huge. And this is like her like hugely obsessive fan, but this is the way it's kind of done. And I kind of feel that that was included in the anime. This is just yeah, uh, yeah. my kind of take on it as sort yeah. of like a way of introducing it, but also as to point it out to like fans of idol culture saying, this is how you do it. This is a respectful way. Follow this example. Yeah. And th- th- this is a great one. And especially if you're thinking of going to Japan and checking out one of these idol concerts, because every city has idols. Um, it's a weird thing, days. but it's but interesting. It, this tells you a lot about the culture behind it, what's acceptable behavior, what's not, um, and also how fragile like th- this persona that they put on is. Like, you know, if someone takes a photo of one of these idols with a boy walking around somewhere, it can be misinterpreted and their popularity can drop mm-hmm. um, yeah. because of the way it's, it's done. It's, it sounds kind of similar to like, you know, Instagram influencers, uh, yeah. how they try not to let people, like the, the girls try not to let, Anyone, Anyone know who know their partner is? Or... The, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it just the popularity just dives. Is yeah. uh, I guess That's it's so the weird. name of the business. No, it's 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 unfortunately very predictable. Um, it is. We should jump on to the next segment. We'll be right back after this. Wi-Fi radio. Why do we watch that? Definitely in my top five. Season in review. The second part of our trifecta. Trifecta two point, no, no, just trifecta two. Trifecta two point no. Except, except that yeah. this isn't a trifecta. What? This is a quad. There is four in this oh. part. Are, are you? Sh- oh yes, 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 there is. Yes, there is. There is. But and we're going to kick off. We're going to have to kick off with Coco's favorite thing ever. The comfiest of the comfy. Hey, a camp or which, room camp, which is. Uh, Directly connected to Yuru Camp slash Laidback Camp. Which we have yeah. gone on about at great length, but mm. for good reason. I think we mentioned it last episode as well. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> it's Absolutely. so comfy. Watch it. So in this, um, so at the high school, um, they're in their club sort of room, which is kind of like a storage sort of area. Yeah. Um, and they just want to kill some time. Um, then they all decide to go on a trip. And uh, the Out Club, that's what they're called, they hustles all uh, all through Yamanashi Prefecture. Mm. And it's just so it's lovely. Wholesome. There is a point of tension when Adeshko loses her stamp, stamp book. book. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're going and around to different sort of like tourist spots, different points of interest yeah. and doing sort of like stamps to show like this is where I've been. Yeah, basically it's like, oh, you're not actually uh, a Yamanashi kid unless you've done this stamp trip. (laughs) Um, I love the way that when she loses this book, which Mm. does come back to her in the end, it's a happy ending, the way that they deal with it is by making hot pot. Yeah, like (laughs) it's just... So uh, if you you somehow haven't um, heard of... Euro camp, uh, laid back camp at all. This is a show that is, uh, you know how there was uh, the, the rise of slow TV about just watching something where not much happens, but it's for some reason enjoyable. Like, yeah, so I sat down with my dad recently and watched one which is uh, like a camera on the front of a train yeah. going through oh. like s- this snowy place in Japan. And it was yeah. just like, it went for a full hour, but it was one of the most relaxing things I had yeah. ever watched. This is the equivalent in anime form, but it's not. No, like there is still plot and story development and character development, but things do happen. So it's just about these girls organizing to go camping and then going camping mm. at these beautiful real life locations. Mm, that's the uh, like that's the main one which is getting a second season. Haha. <laughs> but when I first heard about this one, it was called Room Camp, and I figured, 
okay, it's just going to be them sitting in their like weird closet room and just sort of hanging out and talking. But then they actually went out and started going to the different points of interest, the different real world points of mm. interest of this town. It's just like, wait a minute, you're trying to educate me again. Yes. Curse you, Japan. <laughs> I, I will it's be such educated. a lovely educate as well. Are we going to talk about very quickly the um, the narrator yes. and his, yes. his, his journeys teaching us about camping? I think Kenny was the one who introduced yeah, us about it. Yeah, you spotted that on YouTube, didn't yes, you? Yes, there were a series of three videos. I believe they were done for April Fool's. But it is the... Uh, really? But they, they weren't very fully. They were just awesome. No, this is uh, the uh, narrator character. Yeah. The voice actor are uh, basically going camping. Mm. He um he has the Rin moped. He goes to a campsite. He makes himself a delicious wood-fired steak. And he oh. makes himself a delicious cup of coffee. It's so nice. Oh, so good. And he's so happy about it. So enthusiastic. He really is. And he, he oh. just really really seems to enjoy himself when he's there as well. Yes. It's amazing. And uh, so he voices the narrator, Rin's uh, grandfather, is it? I think it's his gra her grandfather, yeah. And I also found out something else. That same dude also voices Solid Snake in the video game series of Metal Gear Solid. What? That's right. No. Rin is related to Solid Snake. Oh. He does have a great voice. He does have an amazing voice. Mm. He's Japanese chocolate. That's what he is. Japanese chocolate. It's smooth, is. velvety. Is that a technical term? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it is. Like, um, th there's, you know, terms in the the radio industry for like smooth voices, like deep chocolate, white chocolate, dark chocolate. I and have had Japanese chocolate. It's good mm, chocolate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank and, you, Mio. And with with this dude, like the entire time I was watching him, I had a massive smile on my face. I was just so happy. He just made me happy. <laughs> I was watching so it in happy. kind of like a mad panic going, where are the subtitles? Where are the English subtitles? What is he saying? And Please, he someone goes, say something in English. And then he looks at the camera and goes, ah, expensive taste. <laughs> like, what? This <laughs> is like, he's mate brewing coffee in the middle of nowhere with a little campfire step by step. I'm just sitting there going, I want to be there with you. That looks so wonderful. <laughs> no, it was so, it's so comfy. It's just so worth it. Just knowing that we're going to be getting a second season yeah. of Yuru Camp and as a well. Movie. It's, There's a movie on the, the way as well. Oh, so, cannot wait. And a live action series. And a live action, oh, live action series has landed. It started <gasps> in late January. We haven't got a Western release, obviously, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes open for somewhere we can watch it because I just, I need that in my life. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, with uh, with Room Camp, it's the same as uh, Yuru Camp, Laidback Camp. You can watch it all on Crunchyroll, so nice and easy to get hold of. Um, yeah. But the, the next one, we don't know where you can watch. Um, we were given it by a friend. Cheers, Dave. And uh, I've, I've got to say, this is something special. It's, it is. It's a very kind of a different sort of anime. Yeah. So it's called Natsunagu. It's a short form anime. It only runs for five minutes. And we did mention this in our season pre preview. And it follows a sort of coming of age story. A college student called Natsuna Kayaki. Um, she's from Tokyo and she goes to Kumamoto after losing contact with her friend after the 2016 earthquakes. Um, she meets all the locals and all that as part of this story, such as a middle school girl, Izumi, who begins to light a passion in her. Um, this is one of those beautiful stories 
both around the creation of the anime and the anime story itself. This is all created by Kumamoto locals only. Mm-hmm. So it's animated by animators who are from Kumamoto. All the voice actors are from Kumamoto. The music the pro- is by local bands yeah, and stuff like it's, that. It's you know, a lo- all entirely local production and it's to raise awareness of the town, its uniqueness, its wonders, despite what happened in that earthquake. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. Like I can I, I will rewatch this till the cows come home. It is beautiful. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah. This is also the home of that Kumamoto bear. The little black one with the red cheeks and the Yeah, yeah, like grin. one of the biggest, most yeah. insane mascots which, in Japan. Which, which we see when she um, get, goes to the council, um, yeah. which is a prefab at that stage. Mm. Cause I, um, it, it appears which, in pretty much every episode in some shape or form. It's sometimes in the background. It's sometimes on a phone case. Someone on a, someone on a T-shirt has it as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's but, always uh, present. If you've seen like Kumamoto in travel shows, like there is a series on YouTube. I've struggled to figure, uh, remember which one. Oh, abroad in Japan? Could be. Could, yeah, yeah. Uh, or only in Japan. Or only in Japan, yeah. Might be one of those. There, there's plenty of those on YouTube. Go, mm. go a searching. And uh, yeah, the, Kumamoto Prefecture is just... It has marketed this mascot to oh, an yeah. insane degree. It's actually... like This is like second only to Hello Kitty in its awareness around that country. Pretty much, yeah. And I think it's even mm. actually well known in China too, so go figure. And you'd hope that it would be quite um, a successful uh, marketing campaign because Kumamoto mm. did uh, suffer a lot with the earthquakes. Yeah. I wanted to mention the artwork is absolutely beautiful. Mm. I love the pastel colours that they seem to be using like it, like there's, there's like more pale colors. Used. Yeah. So you were saying yeah, that it, it sort is. of resembled, um, some of the earlier Miyazaki works like Nausicaa. Yeah. Like yeah. If, if Miyazaki had used watercolors instead of, um, like the normal color palette, like du- during Nausicaa, mm-hmm. I think this is what it would have looked like, which it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. But look, th- I yeah. don't know where you can find this, but if you search for Natsunagu online, you will find it. There are places to watch it. I think it might even be on YouTube at this point as well. They're five-minute mm. episodes. There's 12 of them. You do the maths for that. That's an hour. If someone finds it, um, let us know. Yeah. like If you, if you find a, a legal way to watch it, please list it in the description because this deserves to be promoted as much as possible. It's important to mm. support art, which is great. Especially when it's supporting a community. Mm-hmm. And completely yeah. original story and everything, not based off a manga. It's now getting a manga adaptation as well. Um, it's, it's just amazing how well this has done for them. Mm. And look, I... I I can't recommend this highly enough. Mm-hmm. Moving right along to keep your hands off my Izuken. Damn right. Do not touch Izuken. Izuken <laughs> is film club. So it eases your breezy. It eases all of our breezies. <laughs> to the tune of actually having a movie, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah movie and series. It's <laughs> going to be uh, yeah six-part six live-action series followed by a film. I'm, I'm quite excited about this. Now, this story follows a trio, starting with... Asakusa Midori. She wants to create an anime, but she's way too disheartened to make that first step by herself. By pure chance, she meets Mizusaki Tsubame, an up-and-coming socialite secretly dreaming of being an animator. Together with uh, Midori's money-loving best friend, Kanamori Sakaya, Sayaka, sorry, the energetic trio slowly works towards making their ultimate world a reality. And it is Oh, an epic ultimate world. Oh, because that's the thing. You get to see this ultimate world that they're creating, this uh, fantasy, all of the kind of worlds that they create on paper. They then sort of get almost 
sucked into in a way. Yeah. Not exactly isekai. It's sort of like this is their collective imagination. Their collective imagination working on problems, like editing things as they go. Yeah, which is really cool to see in a live environment. It absolutely just gets you stuck mm. on it in the first episode because they come across just a random sketch of like a little spaceship thing that Midori has drawn. And they sort of build everything around it. They build a hangar around it. And then you see them live on the scene next to this spaceship, like reimagining its shape, adding wheels, adding winches, adding tails and solar panel wings, and then taking it for a fly around their crazy like version of their city. And the city they're in is already just yeah, madness. This is a love letter to traditional animation, and it it just yeah. it shows you like all of the traditional equipment and everything that was originally used to create animation before we had digital technology. Mm -hmm. That was the thing that I found that really stuck out to me. Just they go through the entire process, mm. and the three characters just perfectly work together and then they pick up the sound recordist as well. Yeah, and all together they create an animation and you get to watch how they do it. You mm -hmm. get to watch like even the, um, and that's, that's one thing that's in every episode so far that I've seen. It's got the imagination section where they actually yeah. imagine what they're going to do. And then, ah, oh, it's, I love it. Like I absolutely love this anime. It's also that they show you sort of like tricks that animators use. Like, um, in one episode early in the series, they are very, very pressed for time on producing something mm. for a uh, sort of a student council presentation to show that their club should mm. get funding and keep going. And uh, so they're uh, in their sort of imagination zone, rolling around on a uh, giant camera tank, which has legs that resemble, what do you call those things? Like a monkey grip tripod or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the gorilla grip tripod. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. they're sort of like aiming this camera around saying, okay, we'll remove four frames from that and just sort of like make the background whoosh past a bit faster to give the illusion of blah, blah, blah. And it's sort of like mm. they're showing you how these things actually work, not just that animation is done in these small ways, but like the little sort of like pro tips and it's just like oh this is just igniting someone's passion somewhere yeah and it, it, i love the fact that it also it uses a lot of cinema language because we're so used to seeing animation and it being treated as like a 2d paint panel mm. as but you know, like we, we saw this recently with like um, the uh, detective one on uh, Netflix, which was um, Inspector. No, not Inspector. It was. It finished last. Technically, it was meant to finish last year, but was delayed. It's ending until this year, which was Babylon. Babylon. That's the one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I've lost my language. I can't remember. Where's the Tower of Babylon? <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it's too much isolation. Too much isolation. Um, it, it shows you how like this. This can you know filmic language that we see in big cinema shows or you know like your high quality things that you see on hbo and so forth can have this cinema language present in animation because mm -hmm. it is just another medium we're just very used to seeing things in a flat plane in animation and we're starting to see more and more of these shows exploring that 3d world mm -hmm. which is it's beautiful to see and I, mm. I can't recommend it enough. Um, once again, this is um, it's by Science Saru, which is the studio, um, the director of this um, series set up Science Saru. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, he is also the guy, the mind behind Night is Long, Walk On Girl as well, Ooh. which is a beautiful film. 
Um, just he, he seems to have this utter passion for making films about women learning about life or going through something which is an experience that helps them grow and change. And it's beautiful to see. It really is. Um, we do need to talk about ID Invaded. Um, before we do run out of time. Yes. So ID Invaded um, is one of the special ones this uh, this year, which um, got a lot of attention because it, it really kind of played with um, a, a lot of different things in um, the sort of criminal mastermind story. I mean, that's the thing. The second you watch this show, from the first like minute you're watching, you're just like, huh, this is new. It, well, it's essentially like someone may took all the elements of Inception, the visual elements, and applied it instead into the mind. So it's, it's it, well, it, let's be honest, it is similar to Inception. It is going into someone's psyche and, and jumping around it. A little bit, yeah. But um, look, ID Invaded is um, a story about Saikido. He's a genius detective who can track down any criminal. But when his daughter is murdered, revenge lands him on the other side of the law. He's now in prison, and he helps the police solve mysteries instead, using a system that invades a person's identity. Little by little, a trail of blood forms, and it all leads back to his daughter's murderer. Ooh. Now, this show had some amazing concepts. Like, you know, he had his... Mm. He appeared in this world, and part of his body was, like, cut apart not as in like bloody but like digital so you know how like you can see like a photo which has been digitally distorted um, yeah. like the file's been corrupted so like if the pixels will end up in the wrong spot it's that sort of look to his body and not just him but the entire world around him is sort of like he's in this white void full of like floating mm. panels of buildings and floating pieces of city which he uh, starts to piece together as part of like one of the clues yeah. for the first case and you're just watching this going Oh, I kind of want this as a game. Yeah, it would be a very cool game. And as as I was watching it, um, you guys have—I'm sure a lot of people have seen the works of M.C. Escher, yeah. the oh, yes. um, artist who's done, uh, for example, Mobius strips. That's what I sort of think yeah, about when like I see the, the stairs that go upside down while a person's walking the other yep. way underneath them and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, yep. I think so many people have um, referenced Escher in like animation, like Scooby-Doo do it so mm. often. It's insane. Yes, <laughs> But look, th th this is on Anime Lab, Funimation, Hulu, Wackenham, or basically the entire Funimation um, family has hold of it. It's an original story. And as this story goes through, you kind of have like, four arcs that um, each lead further into this story that's all around an entity called John Walker, um, based on looking like Johnny Walker from the uh, alcohol. He's got the hat, he's got the cane, he's got the staff, he's got the suit. Um, and this John Walker character seems to be linking all these murders. Trippy. And the last three episodes is a trifecta of stories back to back to back sharing like the final encounter with him and how it all connects together. It's amazing. I I've, won't say anything about it. I fell behind on this, but now I'm very much looking forward yeah. to it. Well, we've now got the time. Like uh, All three of us have got a lot of free time ahead, unfortunately, because of yep. ISOs and all that. But um, we'll be right back. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be uh, back with the final trifecta, and it is a trifecta, just in a moment. A trifecta of a trifecta. <laughs> Kauai Fire Radio. Why do we watch that? Definitely in my top five. Season in review. 
Trifectaception. Trifectaception. Oh, wow, wow. That fits in with ID Invaded. Bomb. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, we don't need to apologize for this one. Um, this is no, not a, a Sima Senesan uh, situation, but um, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. I beg to differ. Yes. Now, I like now, uh, I don't think Kenny caught much of it. I think you caught maybe the first two episodes. I've caught about six of this, and I think Coco's watched the whole thing so far. Um, so I made it through the entire way. Wow. Oh, to um, be honest. Then you are sort of leading us on this. Tell us everything about it. Yeah, oh, t- I am. T- tell us. So th- this is a comedy. Um, th- this actually heralds back to like an old sort of like high school rumours, like mystery sort of yes. thing, doesn't it? Absolutely. So we're set in Kamome Academy, um, which has um, rumours abound about the school's seven mysteries, or as Mm. it's also referred to, seven wonders, Mm. one of whom is Hanako-san, said to occupy the third stall of the third floor girls' bathroom in the old school building. He, this, 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 she, she's meant to grant any wish when summoned. So Yashiro Nene who is an occult-loving high school girl who dreams of romance, ventures into this haunted bathroom to find Hanako-san and ask her for a wish. But it turns out Hanako is actually a boy. Hanako-kun is in the toilet. And that's where he's... It's where mm-hmm. he's been staying for a while. Was um, he a boy that yeah. uh, like invaded a girl's bathroom and was promptly slapped the heck out of? No, but we, we will, uh, we'll get into no. that. So th- there's this traditional look of Hanako-san. We did a bit of research, um, and I think we mentioned this when we did the season preview. Um, so Hanako-san normally appears in a yellow dress with red suspenders um, sort of thing. And you will see this, this look appear in a lot of occult anime in Japan. It's a very well-established mm. thing for some reason, and I, I've... We need to do a deep dive, and I, I think we will do an episode looking at like the seven school wonders and why they came about and the history of them because that, like, it appears in so many shows. Um, I was actually watching mm. one which is, um, oh, what was it? Raycon, which is about a girl who can actually see all the spirits and all that. Um, and, mm. you know, like, um, there's <laughs> this great scene where she, um, like, goes, Oh, I'm just going to take. Um, I've just knitted this um, handkerchief for a girl. Oh, where are you taking it to? Oh, the public toilet's over um, at this uh, playground. Who are you giving it to? Oh, Hanako chat. <laughs> it's like, what? You mean Hanako of the bathroom? No. And then later, <laughs> Hanako is. T- it's like, Hanako was gone. What do you mean? She's now. I found her. She's in our bathroom at school. <laughs> it's just like the toilet lid's it's... opening as if it's talking. Jesus. <laughs> so, I love the fact that. There's a toilet. I love toilet humour. Mm. I, I always have. Um, I know that he's not actually, like, completely bound to the toilet. Mm. He can move around. Um, but, like, I just feel like whoever... Like, I wonder if there was some sort of um, Moaning Myrtle influence or maybe it was the other way around. I think it's the around. other way around. I mm. think Moaning Myrtle yeah. is definitely an inspiration from the Hanako-chan myth. Wouldn't surprise like, yeah. because remember, if you remember, Moaning Myrtle was like the second floor bathroom in like the second stall, and this is third floor, third stall. Like th- there's the repetition of numbers, the toilet humor. Um, but one thing yeah. that really stands out about this is the color palette. It is just, <laughs> it is sugar. It's a different kind yeah. of animation style, completely, isn't yeah. it? Mm. It's gorgeous. I I love the art style. It's like I love seeing thick outlines and thin inner lines. It's sort of like mm. a Musha artwork. I love it. It, it it's has just a so very different feel, doesn't it? 
and it almost kind of has like a I'd almost say otherworldly vibe to it. And I mean, hmm. that's definitely what it's meant to be going for. I mean, this is talking about the spirit world and all that. And, Fishing. Um, but just, it's so, like, it, it should feel completely normal, but there's something about it that that color palette and the way it's drawn that just makes it stand out. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, I agree completely. It's very, very vibrant. And um, it also speaks to that side of me that is a little bit superstitious and OCD as well, because <laughs> I know that side exists. Like sometimes I'll like, you know, I'll be walking along the street and I won't want to step on the cracks or I won't want to walk under a ladder and I don't open umbrellas indoors and seeing a <laughs> shoe on a table just freaks me out. So seeing... So having this side of me spoken to by this anime is just really enjoyable. And like his eyes also look interesting on on back to style very quickly. They're not mm. the same as everyone else's. Um, they're they're almost honestly, like a like, sunburst, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And it's maybe it's because he is the seventh wonder and he's sort of tasked with looking after everyone. Um, but honestly, like, there's a toilet, there are ghosts. It's pretty good. You're going to like it. Watch. <laughs> Give it a watch. If it's got ghosts, it's got a toilet, I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> um, now, you both told me nothing bad is ever going to happen. Yeah, I lied. You both lied. You were <laughs> both wrong. Okay, but... I didn't actually know something bad was going to happen. It's sort of it's hinted a little in the uh, trailers, but yeah, we are talking about Somali and the forest spirit. I am the captain now. Uh, wrong, wrong, no. wrong Somalian. Right, wrong, right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so no, this this that. looks this looks wholesome, and it is wholesome, mostly wholesome, but. It's got a pretty kind of dark undertone. This yeah. is not your grandma's fantasy world. No. This is set in a world that is ruled by spirits, goblins, and all manner of creatures. Humans are anything sort of anything that's not human. Exactly. Even uh, like you really won't see anything like dwarvish or elvish or any of those no. kind of classic fantasy things. No, no. See, humans are very much persecuted in this world to the point of extinction. They are like persona non gratis. One day, in the middle of this like beautiful forest. A golem and a lone human girl meet. Uh, this yeah. is sort of like this is uh, a golem is sort of like an artificial being, a piece of magical living technology, and he kind of resolves to protect this young girl, this young human. Mm. Um. So, other than being just a watchman for the forest, he becomes sort of like his her uh, surrogate father, and uh, a protector. Yeah, and it's really it's a really adorable series. Yeah, when it's you like first um, it. he's trying to travel to find some more humans to sort of like you know return her to like return her to her own kind, and that's kind of where the dark undertone begins. It's sort of explored more in the second and third episode, but mm. there's a time limit. Yes, because it's not that. Uh, I mean, she is happy. She's healthy. She's you know, she gets mm. into some mischief, but. Everything's otherwise, you know, she's a very young girl. But he only has a little time left to live. Yeah, he's lived quite a long time already, hasn't he? Almost a hundred years. And so now he has a little over a hundred days left. Yeah. Yeah. And you see but like his um his shell is deteriorating. Every time he uses his like crazy abilities to like get out of certain situations, uh his pieces of him deteriorate 
Mm. It's so sad, isn't it? It is so, so sad. He's like, he's such a good dad. He's so. He's a very good dad, but surprisingly, he's very. I don't know. He's cold and emotionally distant because he's a robot and has no emotions. Mm. But he still wants to protect this young child. Yeah, so I feel like there is a little bit of emotion there, you know? I mean, I like to think there is. Um, Yeah, it's just so such a beautiful story, and I haven't seen it up to the point where things start to go south, so I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, I don't think you will look. I haven't actually seen the end of it myself, so... um... Yeah, I think we're all... Well, you and I are one episode off, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, Kenny. Um, Coco, I think you're only about four or three episodes in. Yeah. Um, But this is one of those great stories where they're looking at um, an alternative world where humans aren't the ones in control. And it really, really shows as well. This isn't kind of like a typical thing where there's sort of of like these are, you know, stone and thatch roofs, houses and castles and stuff like that. There are like villages and stuff, but they are very, very unique, uh, alien looking as if, you know, entire other cultures were the dominant species. The uh, thought has gone into this in a Mm. great way. And they've done a really good job with it. And uh, I think this is another one which is on just all of Crunchyroll as well. (laughs) It is. So Mm. it's definitely worth checking out. Which brings us to one which is landing very soon on Netflix here. And I couldn't resist. And I went and helped myself to my friend in Japan's Netflix connection again. Um, This is Doro Hedero. Now, first things first, this is violent. This is not for kids. This is... M15, almost R. Second thing second, this is crazy. It's amazing. It is so good. Um, so Dora Hetero is essentially about a world filled with magic. So you've got magic users and non-magic users. And there's a city so dismal, it's known only as The Hole. And <laughs> a clan of sorcerers has been plucking people off the streets to use as guinea pigs for their experiments in the black arts. In a dark alley, Nikaido found Cayman, a man with a reptile head and a bad case of amnesia. So to undo their spell that's turned him into a reptiloid headman, they're hunting and killing the sorcerers in the hole, hoping that eventually they'll kill the right one because when you kill the sorcerer, their magic is undone. That's the thing, though. Uh, to find out which one is the right sorcerer, a very interesting ritual takes place. And you get to see this in the first couple of minutes. Yes. See, they will uh, stop the sorcerer, immobilize them, And then this guy will open his big, wide reptile mouth, bite over their head so that they are inside his mouth, and then there is a man who rises up from his throat, takes a look at the guy and goes, hmm, he's not the one. Then he takes him out and goes, what did the guy inside say? (laughs) And this is in the first couple of minutes. This... This is your introduction to the series, people. So th- th- this this connects um, across... Essentially, you've got two rival groups both wanting to do their own thing. You've got Cayman and Nikaido who are just trying to find answers. And then on the opposite side, you've got N. He's the head sorcerer of a major clan. And he gets word of the Lizardman slaughtering his people and sends a crew of his cleaners into the hole. And it ignites a, a mini war between the two worlds. But this isn't all serious. This is chock full of comedy and insanity. And it just gets more bizarre. And you learn the backstory of all these characters. And you want none of them to die because they're all hilarious. And uh, I must also mention that I was told very, uh, on no uncertain terms, do not eat no. or do not have, or make sure you haven't re- eaten 
recently when you watch this because yeah. it is very visceral. Yeah. Um, at, at the same time as being very funny, but yeah. yeah, it is very visceral. Yeah, if we were to go back to something like um, Vinland Saga, it's like, yeah, that is violent and bloody and you see things. In this one, it's violent and bloody and people are turned into chunks. Many it's wonderful. <laughs> or mushrooms in some cases, which oh, yeah. was just bizarre. Oh, and saying of which, the opening sequence to this show... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... this so, is so, Someone was on something. This is art of the... Uh, you know how nature. if you don't know what art is and someone tries to say this is art and you think, yeah? This is something like that. It's just, yeah. what the hell is this? This is not an introduction. I mean, well, l l l let's be honest. Like, Essentially, the, the intro is Nikaido making gyoza at her gyoza shop. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. She I love so her. Cool. And all of her martial arts just keep getting better throughout the show. It's amazing mm -hmm. how good she is. Move over like, Naruto. She's a tank. She's a tank. Like, it, it, that, something really that I've really enjoyed about this show is that there's two girls in it who are quite muscular and powerful, and they're not, you know... Um, overly sexualized or anything like that, which is great to see. No. Um, and there, there they're is just massive units. Yeah, they're just massive units. Uh, like they, they really enjoy creating these gigantic buff units, regardless of gender. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It's uh, kind of reminds yeah. me a tiny bit of Fist of the North Star in mm. that you just have these outlandish personalities with these outlandish powers. They are just titans, giants, a pantheon of what the hell. Yeah. Now, th this is um, something very interesting I enjoyed about this, um, is that Mappa, who is the studio behind it, and it's based off a of manga, but when you're watching it, keep an eye out. Every episode has Mappa branding somewhere. It might be on a manhole cover, it might be on a shop menu, it might be the shop name itself. It could even be the brand of ramen noodle they're opening up. It's just Mappa is written everywhere, and it's so good. It's just like we couldn't be bothered thinking up a name, so we just went and put our name there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, look, this is a show which uh, is getting six OVAs for it. Um, the series doesn't end um, on a definitive note. It is clearly like they've established a lot of the story, and it kind of feels like chapter two is about to begin. Mm -hmm. um, but That's it's, good. It, it's not in the way that... Um, we typically see series where it's, oh, there must be a final boss fight or whatever. It's a bit different, and it's in a good way. Mm -hmm. um, so six OVAs are on the way, which is going to come out with the second Blu-ray, which will be about, I think they said July, August was the expected release. Um, and this this gets me excited. I'm looking forward for the, the second season of this, whenever that does happen. I feel like this is going to be another Golden Child anime, one of those ones which just sticks around forever. Like Oh, like Dororo, yes. like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like Naruto. I feel mm. like this is just another one of I those. I feel like it's deserving. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, and that, that's going to land on Netflix end of April, the, the full version with the English translation. I believe English dub is on the way too. If so. you guys are done with Beastars on Netflix, this is your next one. Well, I mean, Beastars has only just come out. So um, if yeah. you've binged that already, this is your next. Hey, how did you know? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's called Jazz. Let's <laughs> go, um, very quickly to, to finish off, a few honourable mentions. My Hero Season 4's just wrapped up. Fantastic, another fantastic saga from the series. Um, my uh, A Certain Scientific Railgun T, the third part of um, this story, is also still ongoing. This will continue into next season. Um, but we're only up to 10 episodes because of the delay on the virus. Once again, I want to say that uh, the uh, first Railgun series is on Netflix right now. So, yeah, this is a great place to like check it out, like what we're talking about. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's def- definitely worth checking out. Um, and also, ones we didn't get enough time to watch but do plan to finish at some point, Inspector, which mm. is um, a very... Very cool one looking at sort of like a girl who can see like yokai and... It's a very kind of a different take on the whole like, you know, I see ghosts thing because it's like they're not ghost hunting. They're going and chatting to these people about their problems and investigating strange cases. Meeting a lake Mm. dragon who is explaining why, you know, they were feeling sick because someone dumped a body in their lake and them trying to figure out who the actual culprit was and... um, yeah, it's 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 fascinating, mm. and I think this was one of the ones that Crunchyroll went and asked to uh, be made as well. So there you go. Um, there's also Science Fell in Love, so I tried to prove it. Which look, it, it's this is very funny, but it is kind of a one note joke, so you might get bored. Um, yeah, I kind of uh, I kind of dropped it after like the second or third episode because mm. it was it's a little similar to Kaguya-sama Love Is War in ways that it's um. Mm. It's kind of the same joke of smart people are dumb and don't realize the uh, social context mm. that are going on. It's yeah, they can't read rooms. Can't it read has rooms. a kind of a similar build to it, but it just—I don't know—it didn't capture mm. the same kind of spirit for me. It, it so I'm out on that. No, one. fair enough. And then the Sorcerer Stabber Orphan, which um, is the the reboot of the immensely popular series from the 80s and 90s. Um, we will talk more about that once we have watched it. But it, so far, signs mm-hmm. look good. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like I've got time. I can go back and look uh, that. Oh, really? You've got time? Yeah. I, I never thought we would have had time. I'm, I'm not doing anything yeah. right now. All right. It's We've all got time. We do. We do. What a coincidence. Mm. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wi-Fi Radio. Well, that is where we are going to have to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Next episode, it's that time again. We're, we're getting right yes. into it. Yes, absolutely. The spring anime season is finally here and there's plenty to talk about. So we will be releasing this episode next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and not two weeks wait this time. Uh, we've got a few returning favourites of ours and some new ones that just look fantastic oh, look coming amazing. up this season. Really exciting great. this season ahead. And if you're enjoying listening, please make sure you hit that subscribe button as we keep saying yes. so you can get our latest <laughs> episodes straight to your favourite device. Hit the bell icon and stuff. Yeah, sm- smash the buttons. And also, if, Do you, the thing. if you are just listening to us to on, the, on just your podcasting app and you want a bit more of a uh, interactive version, jump on our YouTube channel because every one of our videos has graphics, information and so on throughout Boost it. our views. Boost yes. it. <laughs> now, make sure you do head over to our Instagram and Facebook page we always post breaking anime news and videos on there for you to see so it's a nice quick and easy way for you to find out what's going on in the industry at the moment you've been listening to Kawaii Fi Radio thank you for joining us and until next time watch some anime, anime.